stick to your plan, push through and really push through and follow the steps you're giving yourself. So that's been something that I feel like for any person who starts a business, give yourself some kind of plan. Hey, you beautiful angel. Welcome to the Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Megan Turley, and I'm here to give you all the details about being an entrepreneur, running your own business, discovering your passion and turning it into a profitable business, leaving the nine to five corporate life and creating a life that you truly love and enjoy. I successfully turned my side hustle into a multiple six-figure business, and now I'm here to help you do the same. I hope by tuning in, it inspires you to take the steps to create the life you really want to live. Thank you so much for listening, and I'm so freaking excited that you're here. Enjoy the show. What's up, family? So this week, I'm so excited. We have another guest with us. Also, welcome to the Female CEO Show. Hi, hello. If you haven't listened before, welcome. We talk about everything related to leaving corporate, starting your own business, being a female CEO. And we have a female CEO with us this week. Help me welcome Nicole with Soul Assistance. Hi. Hi. How are you? I am great. How are you today? I am fabulous. Tell us about you and your business and what you do, everything. Yes, of course. So like you said, my name is Nicole. I am the owner of Soul Assistance. So I provide small business owners with digital marketing services, everything from website design, social media management, copywriting for emails, anything that you need to bring your business online. That is what I'm here for. Ooh, so you do a lot of things. Yes, this is good. good. (laughs) So why did you choose digital marketing? How did that come about? Yeah, so it's actually a little bit funny story. I did not start off as a digital marketer at all. I didn't go to school for marketing. I'm actually a college dropout (laughs) three different times. We're cool with that around here. (laughs) Yes. So my business started back in 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, which, you know, we'll get to that. That's another story. (laughs) But it started off as a virtual assistant business. And, you know, I was helping small business owners. And I realized a lot of the things I was doing was in the realm of digital marketing. So I just took a bunch of courses and learned a lot, a lot of YouTube university and stuff. And it brought me to, you know, niching down into digital marketing. This is what I'm going to do for my business. Okay. So you transitioned out of corporate. What was your corporate gig? So I actually worked at the United States Postal Service. Oh, okay. Okay. How was that experience? I'm going to be honest, not for me. (laughs) Not for me. Everyone who, when I told them I was leaving the post office to start a business, thought I was insane. Like absolutely insane. It's a government job. You've got benefits. Oh yeah. All of that, you know? And I was just like, yeah, but I, I hate this job. I worked there for five years. I was a mail carrier first for four years. And then I became like an inside mail clerk. Okay. I hated it all four years. I asked (laughs) all five years. I hated it. From the like the first week on the job, I was like, "Oh, this isn't for me." 
So can relate. Yes. And I feel like, like you said, like people think of jobs like that as like sweet, like safety gigs. Like Mm -hmm. you're probably never going to get fired. Your benefits are probably always going to increase, but I'm guessing you're probably along the same lines as myself is like, I don't care about that quote unquote safety. Like it feels like handcuffs. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I work with someone and she calls it the golden handcuffs of that nine to five, the golden handcuffs. And that's exactly what it was. And I just knew it wasn't for me. Like I originally had wanted to go to school for education. So I was going to be a teacher and that didn't work out. I wanted to be a social worker. That didn't work out. I went to school for business for a little bit. I realized getting my degree, that's not for me, you know, and it was always something that my parents kind of had, this is the path you should take, you know, my father is a CEO of a nonprofit, my mom works for a government agency. So they're both well educated and have very secure jobs. And I'm just like, no, I want to do my own thing. And this is what I'm going to do. So I'm I'm super happy that I left that job and I would never in a million years go back like ever. And I think that's the thing. Like once you get into it and you do it for a while, you're like, I don't really care the problems and the challenges that I face. You literally cannot go back to working for someone else once you've been on your own. Like I think yeah. about that and I'm like, I would sooner like keel over and die in a hole than <laughs> I would go work for someone else again. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a little bit for me is like approving everybody wrong thing. <laughs> like yeah, sure. even if I had to, I'd rather like claw my way up over any obstacle, then go back to working in that kind of job that I was working in. I just know I could never do it. The freedom that I have now and the inspiration that I get when I go and sit down and log on to my computer to work, there's nothing better than that. And I feel like when I was working in the post office, I didn't have anything really motivating me other than, all right, well, I'm going to get a check in two weeks. And that was really it. And that's how they keep you hooked. It's like, oh, you need that paycheck. So you got to come back to work, regardless of what you think about the work or your coworkers or, you know, anything else about your actual paycheck. (laughs) But so you jump, you made the jump. How was that process for you? Because I feel like a lot of women are like, hey, I hate corporate, but the thought of like trying to move out of it is really scary and really intimidating. What did that look like for you? Yeah. So, well, in 2020, I feel like I got a little bit lucky with with starting my job in the way that in my business and the way that this transition happened. When the pandemic started, my son was eight months and we were offered the chance to, if you didn't have childcare, to take a leave for three months. So I got very, very lucky. And I said, okay, I'm going to take this leave. I was going to go back. I took the leave in April, 2020. I was supposed to go back August of 2020. I took the leave and I said, you know what? Those months I was learning and I learned about virtual assistants and what it is. And I just did a lot of learning and I was very lucky that I had the support from my son's grandmother 
who I was living with at the time. So I had her support when I told her, I don't want to go back to work. She's like, all right, well, apply for work for home jobs, you know. And the day I was supposed to go back to work, I had already accepted another position from work from home. Okay. And they revoked the position due to their own technicalities. So I was already three hours late for work. I was like, okay, this sucks. But you know what? I was speaking to his grandmother. She said, we'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. You always figure it out. Like you've been doing, you know, I was doing little audit end jobs for people. I said, I have money saved from like our retirement plan. So through the post office, so I had a little savings yeah. and I went in there. I said, listen, guys, I'm not coming back to work. <laughs> like, and then I was able to focus exactly. And then I just, you know, focused fully on soul assistance. And I got, I, I feel very blessed and grateful to the universe and, and, you know, to all the powers that be, I was provided my first client within a month of actually hard launching and really going in, like diving deep in and almost three years later, and I'm still working with her. So I feel very, very blessed that, you know, everything aligned. And that's kind of how I know this is what I was meant to be doing. So it sounds like it almost fell apart there for a second. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's scary. It was, it was scary. It was like, oh shit, what am I about to do? (laughs) But you push through. And I think that's something that a lot, that's called, we like to call that entrepreneurial spirit around here. Like you see the vision and you're committed Mm -hmm. to it regardless of like what happens to get thrown your way. Because I think a lot of people get in contact with those barriers and they're like, ah, not meant to be, I'm out. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) use any excuse possible to not dive in. No, I definitely agree. You know, you either want it or you don't. And if you want it bad enough, whatever it is in life, if you have that in you, you're going to push through and get it. And I've been through a lot in life. And that's one thing about me. I persevere. Like, I don't care what's thrown at me. I'm going to take care of it. And I'm going to keep pushing and I'm going to get whatever it is that I want. And I want to get done. And you have to be that way as a business owner. Like you absolutely have to. And if you're not that way, you're going to figure it out really, really fast that you better develop that or you're yeah. going to get eaten alive. Like it's just, you you cannot own a business without having extreme bulldog-like tenacity. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. You have to, you know, being an entrepreneur is not easy. I feel yeah. like I see all the time people are like, kind of sell this entrepreneur lifestyle of all of the positives you know and there's a lot of negatives that may not be shown you know to people like those late nights depression you know anxiety loss of clients whatever it is and There's a lot that people don't see that goes into, you know, entrepreneurship on the negative side. And it's not easy, but as long as you have that in you to push forward, you're going to make it. And I always say anybody can be an entrepreneur, but entrepreneurship is not meant for anyone. Like it takes a very special type of person to really dive in and commit 
even when if you have an idea and you launch it, you, you may not have any income coming in from that idea for months. It yeah. takes a very specific type of person to hang on and to see it through, basically, to know that there is something better for you out there than just sitting in an office collecting a paycheck. It's something that you don't give a shit about, basically. So Yeah, definitely. Sure. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And I agree, you know, that <laughs> this is a conversation I have all the time. Like, everyone wants to be a boss, but not everyone yeah is meant to be their own boss. You don't might not have the discipline or, you know, the the drive in you, but if you do and you know that's in you, you have to just give yourself that push to take the first step. Like that's the most important part is just take that first step. And that's a really good point. I feel like that initial like leap of faith is probably the scariest one. And I know like when I left corporate, I was like, the first day I wasn't at my corporate job, I kind of just walked around in a haze. I was like, what is this? Like, this doesn't feel real. Like, am I on punked? Am I like on a reality show right now? Because this does not feel like my real life. But it, I mean, it was still like one of the best possible things that I could have done for myself ever. Like I would never, ever go back. But you're 100% virtual, correct? Yes, 100%. How is that transition from like going into work every day to just like being at home every day? I know sometimes people that work from home can be like, I love it or I need socialization. (laughs) So it's a little 50-50 for me. I have always been like a kind of to myself person. I'm a big homebody. I like being home, you know. (laughs) The first maybe year and a half of working virtually I didn't realize the tolls of not getting out and doing things was taking on my body. I had gained a lot of weight from the lack of movement. I was on my feet eight hours of the day at work to now completely sitting in a chair all the time. Like I gained a lot of weight. (laughs) Yeah. I had depression. Like I just felt like my vitamin D was really low too. Like health wise, it took a toll on me and I needed to, figure out a way to be around people and connect and you know even doing stuff like this connecting with people virtually at least I'm like I may be home but I'm speaking to another human (laughs) that is something that was something I had to transition into doing I started taking my laptop going to the library and working you know just getting out of my house that was a big kind of transition for me is just completely not talking to people. It was like me and my son and he wasn't talking, you know, <laughs> that much a year and a half ago. So much you can speak with a, you know, a toddler. But now I'm like starting to be around people and connect with people, you know, over the past year. So that was definitely like the hardest transition. And I think that happens for a lot of us because we get so into like, just being in our offices or being on zoom. And then we go home and we crash and get into our like nighttime routine. I was just at a birthday party this past weekend and all of the girls were kind of talking about how we're all kind of just like zoned in on our own businesses and we don't really like get out too much. And I was like, man, this is such a fun time. But I'm also like, do I remember how to speak to people? Like, do I remember how to have social conversations? that don't revolve around business or anything related to business. And then I got home and I was like, man, I'm drained. Like we got to have another week where I don't do anything. So <laughs> <in charge. laughs> 
I definitely get that. Yeah. And I'm I'm the same way. And even when I go out in social settings, I realize I talk about my business and I might not even be selling anything to you, but I know a lot of people who have businesses in the area that I live in. There are a lot of small businesses, which I absolutely love. So I'm always talking to people and my partner, he is also a business owner. Okay. And he, you know, kind of sometimes will tell me like, you should, you should talk to them about their business. But sometimes I'm like inputting like, oh yeah, social media, let me tell you what you should be doing. It's like, calm down, talk about, hey, how, how's the weather? How's the kids? Like anything else, you know, step outside of your business for a second. And I have the exact same problem because I'm also an esthetician. So I still see clients and a lot of my circle of acquaintances and friends are in the beauty industry. And I've been doing this for so long that I'm like, okay, well, tell me about your products. Like, what are you having issues with, with your clients? And then I'm like, okay, no, let's talk about something, not anything work-related. What is my life besides work right now? (laughs) And then you've got to think like, well, great. What the hell is my life besides work? Like, And you like dogs. I have dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I totally get that. My thing is definitely my son. Like, oh yeah, yeah, my son's doing this now. He's learned this. He could tell you all the dinos. Like, That's That's easier because you can connect with the moms that way. Yeah. You know, me, I'm like, okay, it's just me and my husband and my animals. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody loves dogs for the most part. (laughs) We're just taking a quick break so I can tell you about my mentorship program. If you're stuck in corporate or you're working for someone else and you're just not happy, but you absolutely know that there's a more beautiful, fulfilled life possible for you, listen up, girl, because this program is for you. I created my private mentorship program to help women like you. It's literally a freaking rocket ship that's going to take you all the way from a little baby beginning business idea into the full-blown creation branding, launch, and day-to-day operations of your brand new business. And most importantly, it's going to help you leave that full-time gig that you hate. If this sounds like a hell fucking yes, DM me on Instagram at Megan Turley Coaching to get started. I cannot freaking wait to connect with you, help you build the business and life of your dreams because girl, guess what? That is 100% what you deserve out of life. Now back to the show. Now, what was one of the biggest challenges that you faced just during the transitional piece? Was there any time that you were ever like, I really want to quit this? Like, this was not the move for me. I think I sometimes feel that at least every few months. I'm like, oh my God, I'm (laughs) over this. I like, I go through that and I'm like, no, you're not going to quit. Last year, I went through at the end of last year, like a period of time where I was kind of checked out. I like lost inspiration and it was a lot of my environment and stuff like that. And just a lot of things going on in personal life and stuff. So I was kind of checked out. I was still working with clients, but I was like, I don't want to take on any new clients because it's too much. I think one of the most important things that I didn't have, and I am starting now in the new year, I didn't have like a set plan of action for myself. And that was something where it was like, I may have, I've I've always been like this, where I'll give myself a plan for anything and I either don't follow it or the second it doesn't pan out, I'm like, all right, the plan's in the garbage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Since 2023 has started, 
I'm like, stick to your plan, stick to your plan, push through and really push through and follow the steps you're giving yourself. So that's been something that I feel like for any person who starts a business, give yourself some kind of plan, you know, like a real genuine plan, not like, oh, this is what I want to do. Like give yourself those steps and details and details and details so that you know when, you know, your faith falters or you just feel like you can't do it, you can go back and look at those plans and know, okay, I can do it. I got this. I got this. And that's interesting that you say that because I recently started doing something with my coaching clients called the journey timeline, basically. And it's literally like month one. This is exactly what we focus on during month one. Month two, then we progress into this set of tasks. And then month three. So it's like a very solid game plan. And it's really given people more clarity because as entrepreneurs, especially when you're first starting out, it's so easy to be like, what about this? And what about this? And this, and this, and this, and this. And then you're like, well, fuck, I'm completely overwhelmed. I'm just going to go take a nap, you know? So- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Definitely. I understand that a hundred percent. So a full blown picture. And then I feel like also like day-to-day time management is really hard for entrepreneurs as well. If you're not like blocking out your schedule every single day, like giving yourself tasks on the daily, then it just kind of, it really easily goes to shit after that. I feel like. Yeah, no, I agree. Time blocking is like my best friend. Like gotcha. I'll write down yes. from the hour to the 30 minute intervals. Like I do too. wake up, take a shower, have drink water. Coffee. Like <laughs> yeah. I have to. Yes. Like I have to, because my brain sometimes is on a million and one things and time blocking. I literally tell everyone about time blocking. I'm like, yes. do it. No, I'm telling you, it'll change your life. Like I tell yes. everyone time block your day. It's so important to have structure of some sort, especially when you're transitioning from corporate or working in an office where you had some kind of structure yep. to now you're your own boss. You can do whatever you want, but how you choose to use your time. That's what's important now. And the discipline to keep the structure is the other piece because it's so easy to be like, oh, I have a free day today. I don't have anything on my schedule. I'm just going to go fuck around all day and not get anything done. And while I'm absolutely not saying we should not give ourselves breaks because obviously we deserve breaks. This is the whole reason we got into being business owners was that we have control of our schedules. But it's also like having some foresight, like, hey, what do I have to do next week? Can I fit any of that in today when I've got a little bit of a gap? And (laughs) the discipline part is very hard, especially if you are any sort of creative, any sort Mm -hmm. of design aspect, you know, that type of personality. I feel like it's so easy to be like, (laughs) like, I'm out. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely I agree with like. There's times I'm like, okay, I'm going to check out for the day. Yes. But if I know, okay, I want to get something done, like I need to launch this, or there'll be times where I'm like, I want to make sure all of my social media content is done for the next month or so. Yes. I'm going to sit and focus today so that tomorrow and next week and, you know, a couple days from now, I'm good. That discipline part was a big something that was was really hard for me too at first where I'm like 
get things done now. You don't have to rush later. Like do it now, do it now. It's kind of a double-edged sword, not having a boss to tell you what to do. Like it's awesome, but you also got to be able to do that for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and something to go back to like, you know, giving where you said you give your coaching clients like small goals. My therapist, she always tells me small obtainable goals. And that's like ingrained into my brain. So for the each week, I have a general list. Yeah. This is I what I want to get done for the week. My little small obtainable goals are each day. And that's yeah. just something you got to tell yourself, you know, that discipline part. It's definitely hard. But once you, you know, start making it a habit and get into keeping that, it, you're going to see the success of being disciplined. And like you said, once you build the habit, it just Mm -hmm. becomes routine. Like you don't even really think about doing it anymore. Like to me, I don't sit down and go, oh my God, I don't have like anything on my schedule. Like, what do I do? Cause I know that I've already done it the night before. Like Mm -hmm. it's, but I've also been doing it for like seven plus years now. So it's, it takes practice for sure. But once you get into it, it's, it's not this big overwhelming thing that people think that it is. You're just literally building a brand new habit that you've probably never done before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, who are your like favorite types of clients to work with? I'm throwing you a little bit of a curveball here. Oh no. I, that's definitely one that's like, I already know it's like mostly who I work with. I love to work with women solopreneurs okay like it's just them and that's I think all of my clients right now are all (laughs) women solopreneurs so those are my favorite types of clients to work with because they're all you know they're doing it by themselves and they need that extra support Yeah. yeah and they need you know the guidance and everything and that's where I come in to help them with that. And a lot of my clients I realized too are a little bit older than me as well. So I don't really work with a lot of like younger clients, like in their twenties. Yeah. A lot of my clients are like 40 and up and they're all women solopreneurs. And those are my favorite kind of clients to work with. That's kind of my target too, is usually like 30 to 55 ish. It seems like I don't vibe with Gen Z. I don't know what it is. We're just, we're two different sectors and I just don't typically attract them. So I think what it is for me is almost like the opposite, like being a millennial. Like I know, you know, social media, the online stuff, I've seen marketing before everything was online yeah and so now I can kind of help and teach those who may have no idea about social media and the online world I can help them and teach them that's something I try and do with my clients too is to teach them how to do the online stuff to themselves and that that's valuable because like you said, most most older folks don't really know that kind of thing. And if they're starting a business, you and I both know that social media is important. Email marketing is important, especially depending on what type of business you have. Mm-hmm. And those folks don't know how to do that stuff usually. So yeah. Now, looking back at your journey so far, is there anything that you would have done differently? Is there anything you're like, shit, I should not have done that? (laughs) Yeah, Hmm. I know definitely I should have definitely had a plan from the start 
And there was a lot of times where I could have been saving more. (laughs) That was a big thing for me when, when my business first started, I was like, oh my gosh, the money's coming in. And something I should have done was definitely had a plan for a rainy day or if you do lose clients and stuff. So in the beginning, that's something that I should have really, you know, focused on. And I wish back when I first started, I would have connected more with fellow, you know, business owners and networked more and just tried Mm -hmm. to learn more. That was something I didn't do. And I think that's so valuable is to just get out there and meet people who are also running a business. They might not have anything to do with what you're doing or your field, but there's so much value that can be learned from somebody else who is also running a business. And even if you guys just need a vent, like that's valuable in, in seeing other people might be going through what you're going through. Somebody may have went through what you're going through and they can teach you how to get through it. And I think that's something that's super valuable. And I wish I would have started doing that, you know, back almost three years ago. Networking is a lost art, definitely. And it's something to where I'm like, why? Why does everyone not want to do this thing? And I really feel like a big piece of it is because of COVID, like because we spent so long locked up, not seeing other people, people just like forgot how to connect with each other or Mm -hmm. they just don't value the face-to-face connection anymore. I'm a little bit old school when it comes to that. Like I would much rather be doing podcast interviews, going out and meeting people for coffee than Mm -hmm. sitting down by myself all day. Like I just, I I don't do well with that. (laughs) And something else I've noticed too, is I feel like people don't know how to build genuine connections and they're just trying to sell, 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 or they see someone as their competition. And I'm huge on community over competition. Like there's a space for everyone. Yes. I I always say that there may be a million, you know, estheticians, a million digital marketers, but guess what? There's only one me and there's only one you like, there's, you know, nobody's going to take from me that I am Nicole and who I am and my personality, how I work, that's me, you know? So just like I might not work with everyone, you know, my your clients might not be who I want to work with. So let's work together to just build on each other instead of, you know, fighting against each other. Like it's a dog eat dog world, as they say. Well, and the reality is, even if you are connecting with people that do the same thing that you do, like, Exactly like you said, like estheticians, I'm not going to do facials the same way that another esthetician does them. I'm not going to be able to treat the same skin conditions that someone else does. And it's always worthwhile to have those people to refer out to, because especially if, you know, a Gen Zer comes to you and is like, hey, I need help with email marketing. You're probably going to be like, "Mm, not so much, but here is someone that is, you know, a happy, perky little 25-year-old that's going to speak more your language, right? So (laughs) you you want that referral system around you to be able to pass people off to. Like there's, absolutely, and and once you build that relationship, they send you people too. Like it's once you switch off from they're my competition to they're my connection, it's a a whole different world. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. And even with people when it comes to other business owners that I speak with, like, I don't try to sell my services to everyone. Yeah, I'm even might give you a couple tips on, you know, like, you should do this, this and this. And they might not ever work with me, but they might know someone and say, Oh, you know what, I know a girl who can do that for you. And as long as you have me in your mind, or you know, eventually you come back and you refer me. That makes me happy. You don't ever have to work with me, but that's kind of support. And I do the same for people all the time. I'm in so many moms, Facebook groups, recommending people yeah. like all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's called building no like and trust and it's so it's... much easier. I tell people this all the time. It's so much easier in person than it is online because mm-hmm. exactly like you said, you don't have to meet people to like, Hey, do you want to join my private mentorship? Like, that's why I want to talk to you right now. Like, no, let's just get to know each other. Like you do. What do I do? How can we help each other? This is not difficult. (laughs) It's really not. But last major question, what would you say might be your biggest advice for someone who's in corporate right now? She's really unhappy. She has maybe a business idea. Maybe she doesn't. But what would be your biggest piece of advice for somebody that's looking to leave, that's looking to get out and do something different? Yeah, I think my biggest, biggest, biggest piece of advice is you have to take the leap of faith. You have to take the leap of faith because if you don't, you'll be stuck there and you'll be stuck if for years and years and years until you retire. You have to take that leap of faith. Believe in yourself. Know that you have the ability to do it and find definitely a hundred percent find a mentor. When I first started, I had a program that I was in. I took a VA like course and everything. And I found a program to help me and guide me. Even if I didn't follow it a hundred percent, I learned and finding a mentor who's going to help guide you. I think that's two things step outside of fear and get yourself someone to guide you because there's going to be a lot of learning when you first start and it's easier to do it when you have somebody by your side you know my little mentor and coaching heart loves hearing that (laughs) yes yes i always say the fastest way to get somewhere is to hire someone that has done what you are trying to do at the end of the day it's just so much easier don't make it harder on yourself than it needs to be yes definitely great well, Nicole, all of your info is in the show notes for anyone that might want to work with you. Are you accepting new clients? Yes, I currently <laughs> am accepting new clients. <laughs> I okay. to think about it for a second, but yes, I, I am always willing to work with clients in any capacity. I have different services for You've got different packages, different any kind of business yep. owner. Yeah. So Okay. Okay. Cool. Always working with clients. Yep. So guys, make sure you check out Nicole. Again, all of her info is linked below. Follow her on Instagram. And thank you so much. This was so valuable. I love, love hearing stories like this because it puts it into other women's minds that this is not just an idea. Like this is a true reality. If someone else can do it, you can also do it too. So thank you, Nicole. We appreciate you guys. We will talk to you next week. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening today. Before you go, would you love a free business strategy call? This is an amazing step towards creating your own business. Or if you're already a business owner, a beautiful time to chat with me and see where your business could maybe use a little bit of help. 
If that sounds like a hell yes, all you have to do is leave an honest review about the show wherever you listen to the podcast. Take a screenshot and send it to me, Megan at MeganTurleyCoaching.com and I'll get in touch with you to schedule your free business strategy call. I am so excited to chat with you and help you start and grow your business. Bye for now, angels. Mwah.